Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Sunday, December the 11th, Ian Cameron and another special guest joining us. We've been special guest heavy uh, this week because we've had Alex B. Smith in and out as he is back home in uh, Chicago. But we have another guest joining us uh, today from Alberta, uh, if I'm not mistaken. We've got Nick SRT Betts joining us here for the first time on the Ice Guys show. Uh, Nick, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Welcome. Glad you could make your Ice Guys debut and tell us a little bit betting background how long you've been doing it uh good to be here i i've tuned into the show a couple times i i like the viewership engagement um i've bet, i've only been betting for probably about two years um mainly nhl nba nfl um i kind of stay away from the college just because it's not too huge in canada but uh nhl is my main sport and that's that's kind of why i'm tuning into this show and um hoping to provide you guys a, a bunch of winners Absolutely, definitely. So, a couple of years. Uh, is there? Do you prefer a certain type of bet in NHL sides, totals, player props? I know you delve into the player props as well. How do you uh, do? You like? Uh, do you find you do well with those, and you prefer those, or does it not matter too much? Uh, I started doing player props, and then the way that the NHL is recording shots on goal was a little funky this year, so I stopped doing that. Um, so mainly just sides, um, total sides and totals. Um, if it's right, then. Uh, than a spread, but um, usually just sides and totals. Yeah, you, definitely when it comes to player props, you're right. I, I, you're not the first one to voice that complaint. There have been people that say, that's a shot on goal, and yet the yeah. damn arena did not record it as one. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, this has been something that uh, I've, I've, somewhat, there's multiple guests that have had this issue when it comes to betting shots on goal props. So that's where it can be a little bit dicey sometimes. Uh, no question about that. Uh, we're going to break down the Sunday card, obviously, in a few minutes. We've got six games on tap. Just first, though, we'll look back quickly on uh, last night. It was a, a pretty pretty busy Saturday uh, in the NHL. Not as busy as some Saturdays where we've had you know, 12, 13 games on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Didn't have that many uh, yesterday. But uh, we'll start with just the three afternoon games. We'll break it down in portions here. Ottawa. Uh, a solid win in Nashville, 3-2 uh, in overtime. I can't get a great read. Nobody can probably on this Ottawa team because mm. they're up and down uh, like a yo-yo. They end up uh, having a brutal game against L.A. on home ice to begin the week. I thought they played pretty well, well enough to win against Dallas, but it was really horrendous goaltending from Forsberg. A couple of those goals against Dallas should not have gone in. Uh, and then against Nashville, look, they overcome a slow start. They give up the first goal, but they bounce back from that and take advantage of a mistake by Soros on one of those goals. They beat Nashville 3-2, a solid win in Nashville uh, against a Predators team that had been playing a little bit better. They had knocked off the Devils recently, the Islanders as well. Uh, So give Ottawa credit, a pretty solid performance from them. Dallas beats Detroit 3-2 in overtime. Frustrating for me, I took a shot with Detroit, plus Mm -hmm. a 185 they were. Uh, at the price I took, and uh, you know they were leading one nothing early in the game. They tied it two two in the second. Game goes to overtime, and uh, the Stars end up getting the uh, game winning goal three two, courtesy uh, of uh, it was I believe uh, Rope Hints who got the uh, overtime winner for the uh, Stars three two over the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And the Battle of Florida, uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, it was a popular 
side from a lot of us. I know Alex, congrats to him. He had it as his best bet on the show yesterday, Tampa Bay in regulation uh, at plus 110. Uh, they got it done with a three-goal third period to break a 1-1 tie and end up getting the 4-1 to victory uh, over the Florida Panthers. Panthers just can't seem to get on any sort of run right now. And the more I watch this team, the more concerned I am. And obviously, I'm always concerned when Sergei Bobrovsky, not Spencer Knight, is in net for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And to me, they don't have the four-line wave of offense they did last year. And second of all, I don't think their defensive play has been very good this year. And it's not like it was great last year either. But this year, they're really having some problems there uh, with uh, the defensive zone coverage. And also, of course, whenever Bobrovsky's in net, I think we're at the point now where uh, Spencer Knight's just about to claim the number one starting goal tender spot for Florida because you just can't rely on the consistency of Bobrovsky from one start uh, to the next. Uh, Nick, what did you think of those three afternoon games yesterday? I couldn't catch them, but I echo a lot of the statements you made. I, I kind of expected Nashville to actually win that. Staros has been really steady at home, um, but like you said, the centers, it's kind of been a hard read. Um, everyone expected them to be really good with their off-season pickups, um, but a good win, a good road win for that team. Hopefully they can build off that and uh, we can get a couple more wins off the Senators coming up. Um, the Stars, Stars, one of the best home teams in the, in the league behind the, behind the Bruins. Um, that was, uh, I think, an expected win from myself, but I, I wouldn't have laid the juice on the Stars. Um, I think that Red Wings bet was a good value bet and it went to OT that could have really gone anyway. Um, and the, the lightning, um, just, uh, the lightning seemed to be the Panthers kryptonite, um, in that battle of Florida, they, they, they can't figure the lightning out going back to the, the playoffs, the last couple of years, going, going back to that game. I don't know if that was because of Bobrovsky starting, but I, I couldn't catch the game. So, um, I don't know if Spencer Knight would have made a difference. I know he's going to start today, so we'll, we'll kind of see what, uh, what he can bring. All right. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Spencer Knight, like I say, he's just, I uh, think, a little bit better right now, more reliable mm-hmm. at the moment. No question about it compared to, obviously, um, uh, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky right now at this moment. Uh, the night games uh, yesterday uh, in the NHL, uh, we had a bunch of them, obviously, taking place last night. Um, we had L.A. with a 4-2 win against Montreal. And uh, I was really uh, a proponent of that first period puck line look on the uh, Kings. I thought it was going to be they pounced on Montreal early because they nobody on the Kings, whether it was Todd McClellan or any player, should have liked the performance against Toronto because the Leafs just dummied them, completely mm-hmm. dummied them and fucked them up from start to finish. That was domination uh, from the Leafs. Like the L.A. barely had the puck that night, stuck in their own zone for basically the whole game. I, I, I'm not sure I've seen the Leafs dominate an opponent in years the way they'd controlled the game and dominated the game against the Kings. And you figured the Kings would want to have a much better performance and effort from against a weaker team, of course, Montreal compared to Toronto. And they did, they jumped out to the two nothing lead and they pretty much led wire to wire. They win four, two uh, over the Montreal Canadians, uh, Carolina. I, this is one where I'm very frustrated because I had a kind of a down day in the NHL, more downs than ups yesterday. Uh, I, I left Carolina off the card and I'm mad that I, didn't take them because I figured Islanders a little bounce spot for them after the New Jersey win. I didn't trust them on the back to back. The only concern I had was all the travel Carolina's done. As we talked about it on the show, they went from Pittsburgh to St. Louis out to the West coast for those few games. And then back now to long Island today. That's a lot of time zone travel uh, time zone changes as well. During that span would it, would it catch up to them? But no, certainly they were ready to respond 
respond after the Anaheim loss, and I figured they would want to after losing to the lowly Ducks the other night, and it was a good performance. Pyotr Kochetkov, here's a guy that's going to continue to get more starts as well. You can't count on uh, Fred, Frederick Anderson. I've said this a million times. The body part's made of cotton candy and plastic. You cannot trust him to stay on the ice and stay healthy. Ronta is now getting up to his 40s almost, you know, the, the latter stages of his career. This should be Pyotr Kochetkov getting more and more starts if I'm Rod Brindamore. He's earned it. He's been good. He was great in the AHL with the Chicago Wolves last year, leading them into the Calder Cup. Uh, so, uh, you know, you look at it, he is a goalie that obviously they're going to look toward for the future. I think the now for Pyotr Kochekov now because he's playing well for the Hurricanes and was very solid in the shutout last night over the uh, Islanders. Uh, Calgary and Toronto, what a terrific hockey game this was. Back and forth, it was a little chippy, a little spirited as well. And Toronto gets a 5-4 win. Matt, Mitch Marner now... 22 games with the consecutive game point streak. It rolls on. He's now 29 away from catching the great one, number 99, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Now there's still a long way to go, but, you know, it's it's been an incredible run here. 22 games. It's kept going, uh, and uh, he got uh, the game-winning goal to boot last night in overtime against the Calgary Flames. Uh, another disappointing loss for Calgary where they do a lot of good things. Carried the play at times. They got their offense going, but unfortunately, it was not one of Darth Vladar's, they call him, Dan Vladar's better nights uh, in net. There was a couple goals. The Nylander goal he should have had. The fourth goal wasn't great. Daryl Sutter alluded to that in the press conference. Discipline was also uh, an issue again for Calgary. They took a shit ton of penalties against Columbus, paid the price for it, and again last night. And I know Daryl Sutter's frustrated with the number of penalties, but I, I hate to say it to him, a lot of them were warranted. You know, there were a lot of them that were, they, they were penalties, you know, the, the high stick in overtime. Yeah. You hate to give a team a penalty in overtime. It was a blatant high stick by Huberto there on Rasmus Sandin. You got a better fucking control of your stick. Simple as that. You, you can't be just, you know, off the face off. So just whipping your stick around and hit, hitting uh, Sandin in the face. You just got to have control of it. He did not. That was a penalty. Uh, and I, I know he was frustrated and he had the line after the game there. You know, I remember from my days coaching in Chicago in the nineties, when we went to Toronto, we knew what was going to happen, alluding to the Leafs getting all the calls, uh, for their uh, home games, which was a, a funny remark, but, uh, I don't, I don't know if I buy that either, because if Toronto has been getting all the calls, why haven't they won anything, you know, in, in 20 years? Uh, you know, it's not like, uh, getting all the calls from the officials has helped them win. Oh yeah. Playoff series in the last 20 years. So I think it's just Daryl Sutter trying to deflect the negative thoughts from, to, uh, away from his team and, and just direct it somewhere else. Um, because he knows they played a good game. They had a good effort and he doesn't want to say, Hey, we played like shit and we had another loss. He just decided, you know what? We probably deserve maybe a better fate. I didn't like the number of penalties called against my team. I'll throw the refs under the bus instead. Uh, and that's exactly what he did last night. Even though I thought, again, a lot of a lot of Calgary penalties, but a lot of them they deserved. I hate to say it. I watched the game. Uh, they deserved a lot of those penalties. So uh, Toronto, though, gets the win 5-4 in overtime. And then the late night game frustrated me because I had the over and I had Vancouver and I knew Vancouver with all the power. The power play was pathetic. Uh, absolutely dreadful. Too much passing, too much overhandling of the puck. Horrible giveaway by JT Miller on one of those uh, goal, uh, power plays, which led to the Minnesota shorthanded goal that really broke Vancouver's back, made it 2 0. Uh, the over had no chance. It was one of those nights Spencer Martin was phenomenal because it could have been 4 5 0 Minnesota after the first period with the way he played. And Gustafson was that's as good as I've ever seen him play. 
And this is a guy that's, you know, been up and down, more downs than ups. And last night he has one of the best starts probably of his career, shutting out uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So unfortunate to see the over go down to defeat last night. But credit to uh, Minnesota, credit to uh, Gustafson and Nett. And again, every little mistake Vancouver makes, they seem to pay the price for it these days. Uh, Nick, what did you think of the night cap, the night games? Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of the games. I watched the Kings and Canadians because I had a bet on it. Um, I had the Kings and then parlayed it with the over four and a half. It was just a same game parlay. Kind of got lucky in the third period there with a, a flurry of goals. I, I thought it was kind of dead in the second period. But uh, the Kings came through and the Canadians did a little bit of uh, goal scoring too. Um, as for the, the Hurricanes and Islanders, I, I took the Islanders, um, which I know they were on the second game of back-to-back. And uh, at first I wanted to take Carolina and then Ajo was announced out. So I, I stayed off of that. Um, I didn't think that the Hurricanes would, would have the off against, offense against this Islanders uh, defense. And Sorokin's been Vesna caliber this year. Um, he's been steady in, in all regards. So that's why I went Islanders, but they, they couldn't just seem to find out uh, or figure out the, the Hurricanes, I don't know, backup. He's, he's not playing like a backup, but they couldn't figure him out. Um, and you and me and a lot of the other viewers, the over six and a half, I, I was on that for the Wild and Canucks. And uh, Gustafson just uh, the 30, 35 save shutout. Pretty impressive. I know the Canucks have been putting the puck in the net. Um, they, they've been scoring pretty good, um, but couldn't figure out the wild on their, I think it was third and four. Um, I thought that was a letdown spot for the wild. I did not expect the game to go that way. I thought Canucks too, um, but the, the yesterday kind of a little unpredictable other than the Leafs. I, I, I did expect the Leafs to take down the flames, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm hoping uh, my reads are a little bit more accurate today because yesterday was a little bit unpredictable. Yeah, you and me both. I mean, it wasn't one of my better days, but I did also take and, th- and Alex was on it too. I forgot to mention that the Leafs team total over hit, obviously, in that game against uh, Calgary. I thought that was worth a look. And, uh, you know, especially with uh, you know, Toronto offensively. with uh, the, the, And the thing with Toronto is I think you're going to see them. I think their team total overs are going to be worth a look moving forward now because right now Mitch Marner can't be stopped. He's getting at least a point in every game, 22 straight. Austin Matthews is starting to get it going now. Look out now. After a bit of a slow start to the season, uh, he got it going uh, the last week or so. Toronto, if as and Nylander's been terrific. You know, the big three, the guys that have got, got the big money from Kyle Dubas, they're all scoring, and they're all in good form right now. So that's why I think right now Toronto team total overs, at least in the near future, until they cool off. You know, going to be something you can consider looking at a game to game with the Leafs right now. All right, let's go to Sunday's card. We've got six games. We'll start with the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, even money, minus 110, both sides, six the total in this game. I mean, I- I'm not betting Colorado games over right now. This mm-hmm. is not going to happen because we've talked about who's out of the lineup. The offense is just, you know, a lot of their key cogs are out. They did get Big Val Nachushkin back, though. Uh, which is significant. They got him back last game against the uh, New York Rangers, uh, which does help, but you're still talking about McKinnon out, Rodriguez out, Arturi Lekkinen, uh, who might be back, though, I'm hearing. Lekkinen, upper body, is traveling with the team. Uh, Adrian Dater of Colorado Hockey Now, of course, one of the great uh, team websites at nationalhockeynow.com. Make sure you check them out. 
he says that uh, Lekkonen, there's a good chance he's going to play. and They're expecting him to return here uh, for the Colorado Avalanche today. So they got Big Val back the last game. It looks like there's a good chance they have Lekkonen back today. So you might have a Val Nachushkin, Lekkonen, Rantanen top line because I would think they'll put Lekkonen back on the top line. They'll move Newhook down the lineup a little bit, probably to the second line with Comfort and O'Connor and then shift Cogliano down to the bottom six. Uh, that's probably what we're looking at now for Colorado. But so they are getting a couple of key cogs back offensively, assuming Lekkonen's back as well. But and it's still a team that with all the injuries, you know, they have tried to play tighter, stronger uh, team defense. And it certainly played out that way uh, in their last couple games against Boston and the New York Rangers, both of them staying under. The problem is, you know, betting St. Louis under the total right now, which I don't want to do. It's like I don't want to bet Colorado over, but I don't want to bet St. Louis under right now because the Blues are just uh, giving up goals in bunches. Uh, defensively, they've been brutal. The penalty kill has been horrendous. Uh, no goaltender, whether it's Binnington or Grice, has been given this team uh, confidence in between the pipes right now. So it becomes a real tough game overall, both sidewise and totals-wise. Colorado's you know, struggling, losing games with the uh, key personnel out. Although, again, you do at least get Nachushkin and maybe as well Lekkonen back, which should help. I'd still lean Colorado, um, but I don't know if I want to lay a buck 15, buck 20 on the road with them, early start with travel, you know, and, and, and I want to see them win. You know, I want to see them put a W on the board, board before I'm ready to back Colorado again. Uh, in the meantime, I'm just going to lean a little bit to the Avs. Probably a game I'm going to stay off. I might look at a couple props, but not much other than that. Uh, what do you think here, Nick? Colorado, St. Louis. Um, my my first instincts was Colorado, um, but they've been decimated by injuries. It, it's been really hard to to back Colorado confidently just because of how many people they have out. Um, that note you made about um, uh, their the player you just mentioned his name coming back in Lekkonen, Arturi Lekkonen. Lekkonen. Yep. him possibly coming back in would obviously bump new hook down and yep. and kind of give that that first line to be a threat again because McKinnon's out and now they have at least a, a first line to to score some goals um Nikushkin being back for the power play does does wonders for them I think um especially with St. Louis being they're they're actually dead last in PK percentage in the league. Um, and Nikushkin, I can never pronounce his name, um, a great net front presence. Um, I think that if they're on the power play, even just because um, um, Makar, obviously on the back end, he'll, he'll bolster that power play. And I think that they'll get a couple goals on the power play. Um, but Back in Colorado, like I said, it, it's kind of difficult right now. Um, waiting on starting goalies, Bennington has been less than steady. Even their head coach has, has just been refusing to play him because of his antics and letting in soft goal after soft goal. So if I were to play a side, I would wait on starting goalies. I know I don't think it's been announced yet, but if it's Bennington, I would probably lay that money on Colorado. Um, Bennington is... 0-6 his last six starts, um, and the Blues don't have the best home record. So it's it's not incredibly juiced, but I would lay the, I think it's minus 110 on bet 365 right now. That's that's what will be an official for me if Bennington is starting. Yeah, we have uh, no confirmations in goal uh, in this game either side. We have projected to be Georgiev and Bennington. 
uh, but neither one has been. Yeah, for, it's Colorado or pass. I mean, and, and there is mm-hmm. some truth to what some of the chat is saying that minus one ten is a little absurd uh, and a little nuts for you know Colorado. We know they've got still McKinnon, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Landeskog. Uh, and then on the blue line, Manson's a big loss. No question about that. They miss him. And, of course, uh, there's Bowen Byram, who's been out for a while. But even with the guys out, they're better than St. Louis. St. Louis is a shit show right now. Uh, it's a total mess right now. Craig Berube is saying our attitude isn't right. Uh, this was a telling quote from him. I think it's just the attitude of the team right now. It's creeped in, and it's just not good. If they don't come to the rink and think about the team and put the team first – we're not going anywhere, and right now I don't see that happening. That's not a team I'm backing. That's not a bet-on quote. Are you mm-hmm. shitting me? That's not a bet-on quote when a coach is saying something like that uh, about his hockey team. So, again, this is a Colorado lean. I'm, I'm, I'm staying off. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to touch it, but I, I'll, it's definitely I would take Colorado before I take St. Louis at this moment, uh, even with the injuries to the, uh, Saint, uh, to the Avalanche right now. It's just St. Louis is a toxic team right now. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, no question about that. Uh, the total wise, totals wise, I'd lean over before under, just because at Colorado is starting to get a couple of their key cogs offensively back, but uh, not something strong uh, for me with that. All right, Seattle and Florida. We've got the uh, Florida. The rest of the games are at night, by the way. Florida Panthers minus one sixty home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, I was lining up to take Seattle here at the uh, underdog price here, plus one forty. Then I saw Martin Jones confirmed in that, and I'm like, no Martin, no Mar- uh, Mar- Martin, no Martin, or no uh, Grubauer, no Seattle uh, for me right now with that. I, I don't like his game at all the way it's tr- uh, trending at the moment, uh, Martin Jones. Uh, so once I saw that, I'm like, ah, we got we to gotta maybe pump the brakes on the crack, and I still lean that way. Don't get me wrong, plus 140. You've got Florida on a back-to-back. Florida, after a loss last week against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, or uh, last night, I should say, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, didn't play a great game. Penalty trouble cost them a little bit. Uh, and then a bad third period. We're in a game that was 1-1, and they ended up winning that game by a score of 4-1. to But like I said, Martin Jones, who was in net here for the uh, Seattle Kraken, we remember, I would say, early November, late October is when the run started, and then into early November. And he went through this stretch of starts where he gave up 1-0-2-1-1. One, three, two, and two goals. That's what he gave up between October 29th and November the 19th. It was almost a full month of Martin Jones playing some of the best hockey I've seen from him uh, in years. And it's almost like someone put a spell on him, and, and now the little pixie dust and whatever ingredients were used to put that spell on Martin Jones are wearing off ever since that time because he's looked like uh, – uh, the beach ball version of Martin Jones lately is, and he can't stop one uh, in between the pipes for them. I mean, since that time he's given up five to San Jose, four uh, to Anaheim, eight to LA in that memorable nine, eight game when we had our last bet cast. And by the way, our next bet cast is Tuesday night, 7 PM Eastern time. So uh, rem- remember that. And if you want to join us, send me a DM. We'll send you the link for the bet cast this Tuesday night. But we were on the air for that bet cast, 9-8 Seattle. He gives up eight goals and actually gets the victory in that game. And then he gives up four and another loss to Montreal. So his game has trended downward consistently here for the last, uh, I would say, four or five starts. So that bothers me a little bit here. Uh, We'll have to see who's in goal for Florida. Knight was not available yesterday. Uh, He's day-to-day right now with the uh, 
illness that he's going through. We'll have to see if he's available today. If not, you're going to be looking at uh, Paul Maurice uh, not having much of a choice here. He'd have to either go to Bobrovsky uh, on back-to-back or go with Alex Lyon, who has been called up from the uh, AHL, who actually got some starts with the Flyers organization years ago, uh, but doesn't have much of a track record of success at the NHL level. So uh, that becomes the concern here for Florida. Who's going to be in net? I definitely have the over circled because you know with Martin mm-hmm. Jones in net, the, the over is the first thing I think of in terms of uh, totals right now. It is a revenge spot, too, for Seattle. Remember, they had that home loss to Florida. Like I like I said, I would lean to the crack in here, uh, but I, I was, I'm going to come off that bet or that position because of the Martin Jones uh, situation, him being in net. I'd maybe look at some player props. I still say right now for the Kraken, uh, Alex Wenberg in the top line center spot, uh, an undervalued commodity. We know Maddie Beneers is probably the front runner to win uh, the uh, uh, Calder Trophy right now with the terrific season he's having uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. For Florida, uh, in terms of their offense, and you would think they're going to be able to score some goals. I keep mentioning how Carter Verhage is someone you might want to look toward now because he's just rolling for the Panthers. You could look at Sam Reinhart and E2 Cool Mint Lusterinen, uh, as I call it, because you know they're playing alongside Barkov, who's back now, who's very good facilitating. So uh, his line mates could be worth a prop look in this game. So I'm more likely to bet the over than I am Seattle now, but I still lean to Seattle a little bit. It's just I I don't want any part of Martin Jones from a side perspective right now, not with his play falling off once again, as we kind of all expected it would at some point. Uh, what do you think here, Nick? Kraken Panthers? Uh, not feeling so great about my my Kraken bet now based on the chat and kind of your your comments about Jones. Jones has – he started off really good, like you said, and he's kind of slid. Um, but so is Bobrovsky rather than, or Bobrovsky hasn't started good. He's, he's kind of slid this entire season. That, that's why I went um, cracking just because of the, the news on night. Um, uh, a couple, couple comments I made about the, the game here. Florida is, is winless against the Central this season. Um, the the revenge spot like you mentioned the the shellacking that florida gave seattle in seattle in december um i think seattle's probably pretty upset about that and they're gonna i think it'll be a pretty high scoring game it would have been over for me as well but i'm taking the value on the 140 with the kraken um seattle's a really good road team florida's a really good home team um seattle eight and two at on the road and florida's seven and two at home um i think the value with 140 is why I went cracking. Um, I think the the coach with the decision to go Jones is. I, I don't I don't know why he'd go Jones, especially with Grubauer being healthy and they're not on a back to back. But I'm thinking that the team will play a little bit better with Jones behind them, especially because he's been struggling. Um, that, that that's my look on it with the Kraken. Um, I would have went over six and a half, which is I think minus. 110 right now or or something close to that but uh yeah i'm actually gone up a bit minus 120 but yeah so there's money on the over yep, yep yeah yeah if there's money on the over and it's trending into the minus 120s i that that's a good look too um but uh i'm just gonna stick to my guns here with the kraken and uh hopefully they can outscore jones and hopefully he doesn't let in some beach ball goals yeah, exactly. That's what you hope for. They do have a great road record, and I've said this a bunch of times. I look to bet on this team on the road 
uh, th- this uh, season. And uh, they did lose to Washington, which was disappointing. But they really got into the, the Oleksiak game misconduct. Five-minute major really was uh, a turning point because that game was there for them. And then it kind of got away from that point uh, on. And then uh, they never got the game back against Seattle in their favor. And um, very bad penalty for him to take there as well, uh, Oleksiak. But uh, definitely when you look at it here, uh, it's a situation. And by the way, because of that, he's also been suspended for three games. So he's not going to be available. Mm-hmm. So that's one of your big shutdown defensemen on this Seattle team. That hurts. It's probably good for the over, actually as well him being out but yeah i definitely will be on the over probably especially if i get a bobrovsky or a lion in that if i get bobrovsky or lion in that i might even add a small seattle bet because i like this spot they lost to florida florida's off the big rivalry game yesterday uh seattle's looking to bounce back after a setback against washington as well i'll add seattle as a smaller wager for me if it's anyone but night Anyone mm-hmm. but Spencer Knight, I will add Seattle as a smaller bet here. Because then the Jones versus whoever, the the, the the discrepancy, the difference isn't as significant. Because Bobrovsky can't be trusted. He's inconsistent. And Lyon does not have a great track record of uh, success at the NHL level. You go back to his Philly days, he wasn't great there whenever he got starts for the Flyers years ago. So if it's Lyon or it's Bobrovsky, I'll add a small Seattle bet. And I'll be on the over regardless. Uh, in this game, six and a half. All right, next up, we've got the LA Kings and the Columbus Blue Jackets. LA uh, minus 150 road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, like the spot for the Kings last night. Don't love the spot so much for them tonight. They're on back-to-back after uh, a win last night against the Montreal Canadiens. And the Columbus Blue Jackets remain a, a, a team that's not the easiest team to fade, believe it or not, with all the injuries. You know, you should be wanting to fade this team every game with who's out of the lineup. And I find myself saying, you know, I got to try to look to bet against this team every single day uh, with Jake Bean and Nick Blankenberg, Adam Boquist, Zach Wierenski, four of your six starting defensemen uh, out of the lineup. You're also without Danforth and Voracek up front. Tessier hasn't played uh, this year. Uh, They did recently get Lion A back, which helps. Um, You know, definitely you should be wanting to go against Columbus at every reasonable opportunity. But unfortunately, you know, it's a situation where they've been digging in. They've found ways to win. Their offense has still, you know, been capable. Uh, And I think when you look at this hockey team, I do have to give them credit for, you know, somehow, you know, hanging in there with all the key personnel out of the lineup uh, right now. So, you know, it's not a shoe in for L.A. I think L.A. should win even on the back to back. And they do face Elvis Merzlikens, who, of course, has to start here because it was announced that, um, Jonas Corposalo has been placed on IR for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, he was injured on Friday night against the uh, Flames. He'll be out for at least a week. Now, his numbers weren't great. He wasn't exactly playing spectacular, but his numbers were uh, Dominic Hoshik-like uh, compared to uh, Elvis Merzlikens for the uh, Blue Jackets. I mean, I feel bad. We've talked about this. I think he's been shaken up mentally ever since the tragic incident with his best friend and his teammate and his countryman. Matisse Kivlenix, I mean, that was just horrible. The firework incident, and you trace his play back to that incident, that tragedy. He hasn't played well since then. So it's a mental thing a little bit, as much, if not more, than it is physical with Merzlikens. 4.81 goals against, 862 save percentage. Um, you know, he did come in, enter the game against relief against in relief against Calgary and played okay, but now being able to do it starting, that's going to be the question here. Uh, going into this matchup against the uh, L.A. Kings. 
Uh, the Kings, again, bouncing back, beating Montreal after that horrible game uh, against uh, Toronto. We'll see if they can uh, keep it going in this one. This is probably one of those games where, you know, rather than betting everything on the over six and a half, I might do a split. Half and half Kings team total, half and half, half and half that, half and uh, half and half with the full game over is probably what I'll end up doing uh, in this game. Put half of it on the Kings team total over three and a half, even money, half of it on over uh, six and a half uh, at plus 100 uh, in this game. Because I think the Kings will probably do uh, the brunt of the scoring. And you do have Columbus as well. Let's not forget beating Calgary. That game meant a little something extra to them. They're big free agent acquisition. Johnny Gaudreau playing his former team for the first time. I think that pumped them up a little bit uh, to beat the Flames. Now, coming off that, are they able to bring that same intensity for what's still a very injury-riddled, depleted hockey team that's somehow given one hell of a, a hard, trying, solid, sound effort with all these guys out? But I don't know if that's going to be enough moving forward, uh, and it's, it, particularly tonight against the Kings. And I think the Kings now offensively, you know, we started to see them get going other than the Toronto game. You know, their offense, and I think they've got the chance to score some goals here. So I might do a split here between Kings team total over three and a half and the full game over six and a half. We don't know who's going to be in net, by the way, yet for L.A. Uh, it was Phoenix Copley last night, uh, and he's been, look, he's been good in the two starts. They're going to be tempted maybe to throw him right back in there tonight, but I do think they'll put Jonathan Quick in there. I don't, I'm not convinced they'll put Copley in back to back. What do you think here, Nick Kings and Blue Jackets? So it's a tough game to to cap for me just because that, that win for the Blue Jackets over the Flames, I thought they really locked that game down once they had a lead. They didn't really give the Flames a whole lot. So it was, it was a pretty impressive win. Um, the Kings coming off that back-to-back, I, I would normally fade um, the team off the back-to-back. But uh, that win versus Montreal, I, I watched that game and they – they kind of just clogged up the neutral zone and, and kind of sat back with that 2-0 lead and then scored a little bit in the third. So I, I feel like they didn't really ex- expense a bunch of energy um, as much as you normally would on like a back-to-back case. So I, I would lean Kings, um, but um, not not at the price that it's at. So that, that team total, I, I do like that. I, I never looked into that, but I do like that look that you gave. Um, no real read on the total for me. Um, just kind of a tough game to cap here with um, the situation and, and the goaltenders. I, like you said, Merce Lincolns hasn't been the best, so that team total would be a look now that you mentioned it. All right, next up we've got the uh, Washington Capitals taking on the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg minus 130, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Uh I want to take Winnipeg. I think I probably will. Um, There are things that concern me, though. Washington, for as much as I've ripped the Capitals this year, and in terms of teams I have bet against in the NHL through the first two months of the season, I would say, Nick, the Capitals have been one of the teams I've bet against the most. You know, I just think this team, not only want to say over the hill, but, you know, they got an aging veteran type of core. They've looked like they've been a step slow in a lot of games compared to their opponent, not winning as many puck battles, hemmed in their own zone, uh, depth issues more so now than ever. This is always a team that had quality depth. They don't have quite as much now. After years of contending, look, you, you're not able to assimilate quality depth as much because you've got to sign all your big-time talent. You're against the cap, and you're not able to build up your depth 
throughout the uh, lineup as much. And I think we've seen that for Washington here the last uh, couple uh, of years. Uh, but they are playing better. They, they've won three in a row. They beat Edmonton 3-2. They beat Philly 4-1. to And they beat Seattle 4-1 to on uh, Friday night at home. Now they go on the road for a couple in Winnipeg tonight in Chicago on Tuesday. And then they go back home uh, after that. And they played well against Winnipeg. Uh, last year, they won both meetings, 5-2 in Winnipeg, 4-3 against Winnipeg in overtime. Uh, you know, and they've won four of the last five between these two teams. That being said, to me, the Jets are not a team I'm willing to go against right now. Uh, four straight wins for them. They beat Anaheim, Florida, St. Louis, Chicago during this four-game win streak, 7-1 and one in their last eight games. They have bought in completely. You know, whatever Rick Bonus is preaching and selling, they're buying Winnipeg right now uh, because their team structure has been as good as I've seen it in years. Defensive play has been excellent, no question about that. Connor Alibuck's in the running for the Vesna with the level that he's playing at in between the pipes. They've got everybody right now in this Winnipeg team. Their top gun's playing like it. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been great. Uh, Mark Shifley's been great. Kyle Connor's on fire. Blake Wheeler's had an offensive resurgence. We were wondering where the hell is this guy's ability to produce offensively at, toward the end of last year. He's gotten that back uh, going into uh, this season. So it's lots to like with Winnipeg, but they've played a lot of games. They've got the first place, potential first place showdown with the Vegas Golden Knights coming up uh, on Tuesday. So it's a bit of a spot where, you know, do you have the uh, discipline and the professionalism? and the, uh, the the focus where it needs to be on the Washington Capitals tonight to bring your best game. If they do, I think Winnipeg wins, and I lean hard to the Jets, minus 130. But um, something about this spot concerns me. You know, there's, I've gone against the Capitals a couple of times. It hasn't worked out well. And by the way, it looks like uh, Saku um, Manalainen uh, is not going to play for the uh, Jets, as well as Logan Stanley on the blue line, still without Appleton and Ehlers. Still a lot of injuries, though, for Washington. Uh, Orlov, best defenseman, Fahervari on the blue line, Brown, Backstrom. Wilson is supposed to be back any day now, but looks like his return might be pushed back a bit. We do have goalies confirmed. It's Charlie Lindgren in net, who's won his past three starts, and he's been very good. I can't buy into him continuing this indefinitely. There's been a journeyman goalie for years. He's going through a nice run right now. Three straight wins, 82 of 86 shots he stopped. Uh, and his numbers are getting better. Uh, but uh, And with Darcy Kemper still out, he's obviously still going to be the guy. But it's Connor Hellebuck confirmed in net for the uh, Jets. And I talked about how just awesome he's been. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to end up on the Jets for something in this game. It's just I might scale back my enthusiasm a little bit because Washington is playing better. They've played well against the Jets head to head and Winnipeg does have that game against Vegas coming up Tuesday, which again, based on what the standings are right now, Nick, that's going to be a battle potentially for first place in the Western conference. I mean, those are the two teams that are right there one and two right now uh, in the uh, Western conference. So uh, it is a huge game coming up uh, on Tuesday night for Winnipeg. Does that lead to them stumbling tonight? Not saying it will, but it is something to factor in. Uh, what do you think here, Nick? Washington, Winnipeg. It would be Winnipeg or nothing for me. Um, like you said, I don't know if it'll be the money line or a team total or or a regulation bet to bring it into the the plus money. But uh, Winnipeg's the second best team on home ice in the league, right behind the Bruins. Um, so it's kind of hard to to not back them when they're at home. And and Washington was one of the worst road teams up until the last 
week or two where they've got a couple of road wins to to go from a two and eight to a five and eight. Um, they, they were really bad on the road, but um, the goalie advantage, I think everyone agrees, goes to Winnipeg um, with Hellebuck having the season that he's having. Um, both teams on win streaks, Winnipeg four and Washington three. So both teams are playing with something on the line here. Um, I've been kind of fighting myself all morning to go Winnipeg or not. I, I'm just going to kind of look into it a little bit more. I might end up playing Winnipeg team total or Winnipeg money line. We'll, we'll kind of see um, if I can find a little bit more of an edge on who I want to pick here. But right now my, my lean would be to Winnipeg uh, money line. Yeah. It's just, gosh, it feels like the price is cheap. I still mm. think a better team right now than the capitals. Um, it's just when you when you've been betting against a team for so long and then finally they start taking some of that money from you like Washington has the last couple of times you just get a little gun shy mm-hmm. you know and that's what I am right now but I absolutely want to emphatically state that if I were to bet aside in this game it would be Winnipeg 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 uh, minus a 130 and I probably will still get involved as we get closer to puck drop and I get the uh, lineups confirmed on both sides all right Philadelphia Arizona we've got even money here minus 110 uh, five and a half the total. I mean, what can we say? This is putting lipstick on a pig, obviously. Uh, we're talking about uh, two of the worst teams in the NHL. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get people pumped up and fired up uh, for this hockey game. But you got Philadelphia second last in the Eastern Conference and uh, Arizona third from the bottom uh, in the Western Conference right now. Um, this will be interesting. You know, Arizona. They did get out. You don't. You want to be careful saying, "Wow, they got back home and look at they won a game. They played great." No, their goalie played great. You know, Karel Vamelka. That was you know an unbelievable goaltending performance from him. But it was also against a very good Boston team. So you could say they won the game. They played with energy, and they did. There's no question about that. They were fired up to get back in front of the Mullet Arena faithful there in the desert, Arizona State Coyotes, uh, as we like to uh, call them. Um, and they, you know, but but a lot of that too was they they banked on their goaltender stealing them two points, and that's exactly what happened. But that was against Boston, you know. So you expect them to be, you know, in tough and get outplayed, get outchanced, get outshot. They, but the bottom line is they got two points. They found a way to win. It was ugly. It wasn't pretty. They needed their goaltender to be awesome, but he was, and and they got the win. And I think at home, I'm not really in a rush to fade Arizona. Uh, here on home ice they're playing with a nice little purpose and energy and i think they're happy to be back home uh, and they actually somehow get energized and the other night i could see why for the first time it really sounded like that was a loud environment at mullet arena and i think it gets the team going a little bit and it's not like i'm rushing to back philly right now uh, obviously either they have had all kinds of uh, struggles uh, scoring they've just had struggles winning as well they are just two and eight in their last 10 games they did Again, a commendable effort against the Golden Knights the other night, but they lose two to one uh, in overtime uh, against Vegas. We'll see if they can bounce back from that uh, here in this one. Um, I, I don't know if I can take Arizona even money. Like laying a price with bad teams is not something I'm looking to do, even if it's just even money like this. But I would lean Arizona if I were to bet the side. I think I might take a shot with the over though in this game. Again, five and a half is always I'm interested in looking over the total. And when you look at the Flyers and their offensive struggles, and man, they have had struggles putting the puck in the net. You know, one goal against Tampa, two against Jersey, one against Washington, one against Vegas. They can't put the puck in the net. They've had trouble scoring, and that would concern you with the over here. But look who they played. Vegas, Washington, Colorado, New Jersey, Tampa. 
during this stretch. The Islanders, you know, they've played some pretty good, better teams defensively than the Coyotes, you know, who still give up a ton of shots. Uh, I, I think this is a buy low on the flyer offense. Look, they're not going to every single game the rest of the season only score one or two goals. They're eventually going to have, have games where they you know, have a little outburst and they put the puck in the, their power plays actually been okay. They've scored a power play goal three of the last four games and the penalty kill for Arizona, Nick, it's been dreadful. They've given up two power play goals in five straight games, five straight games with at least two power play goals allowed. So I think Philly with the power play, you know, okay. The last three games, they find the back of the net here, Arizona at home. I find they push it a little bit more, a little more aggressive. I think they play a little tighter defensively on the road, but at home they, they were opening it up the other night against Boston. So I think the over five and a half's got a shot here, and that's what I'm going to go with. Flyers, Coyotes, over five and a half. And my colleague Alex B. Smith, by the way, who loved the first period over with the Bruins and the Coyotes on Friday night, uh, he sent me his card before the show, even though he's not on today. He likes the first period over again tonight with the Arizona Coyotes. Philly, Arizona, over one and a half in the first period for Alex on this game tonight. Nick, what do you think? Philly, Arizona. It's hard to back either one of these teams with any kind of confidence. Um, normally what I, what I kind of like to do is if a team's coming off of a long stretch of losses and they get a win um, is to back them to get another win. Just because if you're, you're coming off consecutive losses and you get a win, you don't really want to resort back to losing. That's but, what I, I often think the same way. Yep. yep. But backing Arizona with that mindset, it's, I don't know if I can apply that to to the Coyotes. My my note said to go Coyotes money line, but um, I don't know if I can. There's not a lot not a lot of confidence in either one of these teams. The the Flyers four losses in their last five. Obviously, the the Coyotes on a month long road trip, um, which is like ex- extremely taxing. Um, finally back at home, and then they're back on the road in two days, which is a little bit of a rough spot. I think that they're gonna want to come out and win this game before they head back to San Jose on Tuesday. But as of right now, it's, it's coyotes or, or nothing. Um, I don't really have a look on the total, but like you said, that five and a half is a really low number. I found that the flyers tend to play up to their competition with these low scoring games against those opponents you mentioned. And then when these games, that's kind of like a bad team versus a bad team, it's, I think it could go over. Um, but it's probably just going to be a stay off for me. I'm probably not going to end up betting this game, but my, my look would be the Coyotes. All right, lean Coyotes for uh, Nick, but not going to get involved officially. I think in terms of player props, at least on Arizona, Schmaltz and Kraus. I mean, don't overthink it. These are the two guys that have really been getting it. Whatever offense they've gotten, it's a lot of it's been from those two sources. So Nick Schmaltz, Lawson Kraus, uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes could be worth uh, prop looks here uh, in this game. For Philadelphia, you know, it's tough to be going crazy with props with them because they've struggled to score goals a lot. But this could be a night to give Owen Tippett a look, JVR to get off the schneid. Konechny's been their best offensive player this year. Uh, give some of those players a look. By the way, it looks like they're going to be – this guy should be starting to get some something going offensively for them. We know there's a skill set there for him to be a solid player offensively, but it. It just hasn't happened yet for Morgan Frost, but they're going to give him what looks like potentially power play one opportunity tonight. So whether it's power play props or just props in general on him, maybe a sprinkle there as well for Morgan Frost, who's a guy that they've said has got offensive capabilities. We just haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's kind of struggled here in his 
first tour of duty in the NHL. We'll see if he can uh, get going with the opportunity he has tonight. All right, final game for this Sunday card. Boston Bruins, Vegas Golden Knights. Boston minus 160, a road favorite, six the total in this game. So I jumped on this bet yesterday. And when I bet it, I didn't even get the absolute best number. I got minus 135 on Boston. That's what it was when I took them. It's now up to minus 160. So, you know, for the purposes of the show, I have to go with Bruins and regulation here uh, just to get a little. Like, if you haven't bet it now, uh, that's probably what I would do. Uh, Bruins and regulation instead of um, the full game money line just to get better value. Look, we got Boston. Revenge spot. They lost to Vegas at home. The team that snapped their undefeated home winning streak to start the year at TD Garden and the Bruce Cassidy return to Boston. Now the shoe's on the other foot. You know, now you've got the Bruins not only trying to avenge that loss, but, you know, they, they can't give themselves too much, you know, grief and, you know, be too upset about the Arizona game. You know, they ran into a red-hot brick wall goalie uh, in Vimelka. They had 40-plus shots in that game. And it was just unfortunate, the uh, miscommunication. They thought it was going to be icing, and they hesitated, and it led to a turnover. That led to the game-winning goal uh, in the final seconds for Arizona. But obviously losing to Arizona, you don't feel good, even if you do think you outplayed the team and you deserve the win. So bounce-back spot for Boston. They have yet to lose two straight games. They have yet to drop two in a row uh, this season, uh, the Bruins. So that's on the line here. Uh, losing to Vegas at home earlier this week. And Vegas, too is still not playing, I think, at their best. And uh, Jack Eichel, once again, is questionable uh, for this uh, game. Uh, not fully healed. It looks like uh, he returned against uh, Philadelphia the other night, but now he's back, uh, not fully recovered from the lower body injury. So they said he was feeling pain again uh, after the Philly game. Uh, he didn't practice with the uh, Golden Knights yesterday, so he's questionable for uh, the game tonight against the uh, Bruins, and obviously he'll be missed. Uh, but the bottom line is an all-mark and net for the uh, Bruins. And what's his record? 15-3 and three, uh, this year. Uh, 1.82 goals against average, 9.39 uh, save percentage. I mean, he's just been magnificent for the uh, Bruins. He's back in net tonight. So a pretty easy decision for me. I mean, Boston hasn't lost two in a row this year. Uh, I expect them to be uh, bring a hell of an effort here after losing to Arizona and having this Vegas team be the team that snapped their home win streak earlier this week. So I'm on Boston. I bet him yesterday minus 135 full game money line. But now for the purposes of the show, we'll have to recommend regulation here instead on the uh, Boston Bruins, uh, which you can get uh, in this one uh, right around uh, even money with the uh, Bruins uh, in reg. Actually, you can get a little bit better than that. Boston in regulation at around plus 105 to plus 110. Uh, Nick, what do you think here? Bruins, Golden Knights. Echo a lot of the statements you made. I, I wish I would have got the Bruins yesterday. Um, instead, I got them today at I think they're at minus they were at minus one fifty, and I, I just took regulation just because I'm I'm not laying minus one fifty. Um, the the Golden Knights obviously snapping that that incredible home win streak by the Bruins has got to piss them off. So I think we'll we'll see um, a bounce back from the Bruins who. Definitely shouldn't have lost that game versus the Coyotes. I think Swayman played like a paper bag. He he let everything in. That was a pretty poor performance from Swayman. Um, and I think the record shows and their the goalie's record and the team's record with the goalie shows who the team plays better in front of Allmark. They're 16 and two in front of Allmark, um, who's I think just the better goalie in general. Um, I wouldn't talk anyone off minus one and a half regulation money line. It's 
I think the Bruins win this game um, pretty handedly. Um, uh, that, that's that's my look on it. There you go. Like in Boston here, uh, I'm going to go in regulation, Nick, as well with them in this game. And it's not just Eichel who may not play. We know Petrangelo's away on a personal matter. There's a there's a illness of, or a health issue of some kind, I believe, in his family, and he's tending to that. And we certainly hope uh, things are going to be okay on that front. But it's not just Eichel, and it's not just Petrangelo now. Shea Theodore, you know, you're now talking when you talk Petrangelo and Theodore, you're talking about maybe the two best defensemen on the Vegas Golden Knights and Theodore is out for this game as well due to a leg injury. So, uh, you know, all of a sudden now the depth gets tested on this uh, Vegas Golden Knights blue line uh, going into the game tonight against the uh, Boston Bruins. Their blue line is shaping up to be Braden McNabb and Zach Whitecloud has to move up to the top pair. Now, Alec Martinez with uh, Daniil uh, Miramanov, who's going to be inserted into the lineup now, and he's going to have to play on the second pair, Nick Hague and Ben Hutton. So you've definitely got some shuffling of the deck chairs with the uh, blue line. I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, sometimes that's where the communication issues can happen when you've got changes on the blue line. That's when uh, mistakes can happen, turnovers with the puck. Uh, and obviously the obviously the Boston Bruins with the way they've gotten the top guys like Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak to play, but they're getting Taylor Hall playing some of the best hockey he's played since becoming a member of the Bruins. That could be trouble. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights having a depleted back end uh, here tonight against this Boston team. All right, there is the uh, Sunday card. Uh, great stuff from our special guest, Nick. Uh, Nick, we'll have you back on definitely uh, later on this season. Anytime you want to join us, uh, let us know. Uh, just tell everybody uh, how they can follow you on Twitter. My uh, Twitter handle is just KCIN, so Nick in reverse, 780. Um, not the the most sports capper handle, but uh, that's what I'm at right now. Um, I post NHL, NBA, or not NBA right now. It's been a little rough, but uh, NHL, NFL, um, NFL props, especially it's, it's been pretty great, but uh, you'll always find NHL daily for me. That's my go-to sport. That's why I'm on the show here um, and hope to be back. Yeah, I'm definitely in player props tonight. Uh, Taylor Hall, I think, is, like I say, undervalued, and he's been producing for Boston in that Bruin-Golden Knights game. I still stick with Paul Cotter for Vegas, or Jake Lasition looks like he's going to be inserted into the lineup. And don't be scared to look at, like, Nick Waugh or Will Carrier for Vegas. Those are the two guys that they're not like the big guns like Marcia So and Stone, uh, but they have been able to uh, step up at times offensively. You get good bargain bin goal score prop value with some of those players in my opinion for the golden knights all right uh, make sure you check out patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month the daily ice guys show betting card is posted there power ratings uh, goalie charts totals charts and more patreon.com slash ice guys make sure you check that out and a reminder the ice guys live betcast for the month of december is this tuesday 7 p.m eastern time a huge tuesday slate uh, join us on the betcast live betting commentary me alex any guests that want to join us and if you want to join us, just send me a DM. I'll send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast. You can join us on the BetCast. Bring your booze with you. It's a bar and a pub atmosphere with every BetCast. It's a lot of fun. If you, The last BetCast was one of the most fun BetCasts we've ever had. We just shoot the shit. Lots of laughs, uh, too, during the games. And uh, we saw that Seattle-LA game that night, which was 9-8. That was a lot of fun to have a live BetCast with a game like that. So Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, join us for another Ice Guys live BetCast. All right, best bets to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Nick, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? 
locked in the Kraken money line at plus 140 tonight. Um, and the Bruins in regulation will be on the Avalanche if it's Bennington announced. If it's Grice, I'm going to stay off. And that's that's probably it for me. Um, sometimes I live bet if the, if the situation is good. So toss me a follow on Twitter. Um, if uh, you might see a, a live bet that uh, I usually cash in those. All right, there we go. I like it. Uh, multiple best bets there for our special guest, Nick, here for this Sunday edition. My best bet, uh, it's going to be Boston here. And I'll go with in regulation, plus 110, uh, Boston Bruins against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I have minus 135. I want to point this out. My bet is minus 135. But I don't want to give the best bet on this show at this time to a line that's not available and a line that I no longer love at the minus 160. So that's why we're going to make in regulation plus 110, the official best bet for the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys for me. Boston in regulation plus 110 against Vegas uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special guest, Nick, I'm Ian, SRT Bets, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 